All right, all right. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. No matter where you're at today, I hope you are winning in your life. So today you are on the microphone with me, Ryan Lee, and I am grateful. I am honored. In fact, it is my privilege to be bringing to you a real live behind the scenes case study. Every month we are going to be calling out and bringing on someone from our community, someone who has listened or heard the call for rising up so that they can live free, someone who has taken the financial freedom formula and applied it to their life. We're going to be diving in and finding out what's worked, what hasn't worked, uh, what have been their wins, what have been their challenges. And I hope as we go through these case studies, you can see you inside of these stories, because at the end of the day, if you're listening to this podcast There is something inside of your DNA, something inside of your mind that is calling for freedom. And if you're on this podcast, it's likely that money is in some way holding you back from living the ideal life that you want to live. So guys, that is the purpose of Cashflow Tactics. We are here to help you win in the game of life and become empowered with money. That is truly what rising up and living free means. So Take a listen to the story of Sean and Haley Beckman. They've been in the community now for 18 months, and their story is pretty remarkable. So I'll jump into the interview right now. I felt the absolute lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I was working a job that I didn't like with people that didn't like me, with a company that didn't care about me, and in so much debt, I couldn't even leave it. And so just this trap, I I just realized you know, that was the day that I, that I had to decide just to burn the ships. I had to figure out a way to get out of the trap that I was in. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. Guys, I can't even tell you what a pleasure, what an honor, what a privilege it is to be on this call today because I get an opportunity to talk to someone who I look up to inside of our community, someone who I have just watched have a meteoric rise in terms of seeing a vision, and taking massive action towards that vision. So what we're going to be doing over the next couple of months, or hopefully it's a tradition, but I want, to, I want to pull people in from our community and talk to them about their story, what's working, what's not, what they've learned, what they would do differently. And the first one to raise his hand to this call is my man, Sean Beckman. So Sean, you want to say what's up to everybody? Yeah, absolutely. How's it going? Good to see you, Ryan. And I'm very honored as well to be able to kind of share my story with the group. So. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to go into it because, you know, everyone has their own unique journey to financial freedom, right? Everyone's on their own path. But I really feel like so much of what we're all doing in this community, we all have some pretty consistent whys, some pretty consistent drivers. And, you know, when we, when we resonate and when we attach to those drivers, we start to take massive action towards doing things not just better, but differently. And that's ultimately what you have done. So, Sean, I want to walk back kind of through your story Because we get to talk to the Sean Beckman of today, 2021, but you actually came into the game at the tail end of 2019. In fact, I have your original game plan open right in front of me, and it was right at the end of 2019 that we started this journey with you. 
Yep. So yep. what was it originally, Sean? I don't even know how you originally heard about Cashflow Tactics. What, where did you hear about Cashflow Tactics and what, are, what kind of resonated with you about the message? Yeah, for sure. Actually, um, I actually heard you on a podcast with Natalie Hodson, believe it or not. Oh, so, awesome. Natalie is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I grew up with her, uh, went to high school with her. And so we were, we were friends. We did sports together back in the day. And so after hearing the podcast, um, I went over to the Cashflow Tactics website and registered for the webinar. Uh, and I guess the rest, they would say, is history from there. <laughs> I love that. So you, you heard a podcast. Was there anything about the message, you know, both from the podcast with Natalie, especially on the webinar, because you heard something that, that, that kind of awoken something inside of you. What was it, if you recall, that, that caused you to get in the game? Yeah. So uh, for me, the idea of financial freedom was just huge to me. And especially for me, it's not about having you know, millions of dollars in my retirement account, which I wouldn't even be able to access until I'm 60 anyways. So, you know, for me, it's, it's thinking about my family and it's, it's going to be able to, you know, drop my kids off at school in the morning when they go to school and be able to pick them up when they're done. It's just about being able to create and to build a life uh, that I love, but that's on my own terms. So I love that's that. Really, really, really spoke to me. You know, and I think that's, that's such a core part of the message of Cashflow Tactics is, you know, at least for me, when I started looking into the idea of financial freedom, I, for me, it seemed like all of the advertisements of financial freedom were these lavish, you know, boats and yachts and fancy cars. And that might be part of it, maybe. But by and large, what you just said is I think what resonates with so many people inside of Cashflow Tactics is just being able to be present in the moment. And if that's as simple as taking your kids to school and picking them up, that's yep. the idea of owning and controlling your time and being able to be present in the moment and enjoying the moments instead of waiting for the moments. Um, I love that about your story. And I want to kind of deviate just a little bit. You, you mentioned your kids. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your family life, how many kids you have? Kind of open up a little bit around, you know, what does that financial freedom and being present with your family mean for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, married, uh, I've been married for, let's see, 11, almost 12 years now. And we've got two little boys, uh, five and three. And we're also in the process of trying to add a little girl to our family. Uh, and by that, I, <laughs> I mean, we are, um, uh, in the process of, uh, adoption right now yes. through the country of Columbia. So. I love that. I love that. And that's been a, a major part of your story from the beginning, yeah. right? Of, of yeah. this desire to expand your family through adoption. Tell me about that for you and Haley. What was it that, that drove you down that path? And what, why is that such a burning part of your, your why? Yeah, it's, it's always been um, kind of part of our, our relationship and part of our story. So uh, when we started dating, which was back in college, uh, we, we would kind of have conversations with each other about just, you know, future, what our family would look like. And we both kind of had this, um, this intention or this want of, of wanting to adopt a, a child eventually. And um, this is kind of the days and the years went on. Um, that that voice and kind of that that prompting that we heard kind of never really went away. In fact, it got stronger over time. And mm -hmm. so we got to the point where um, it just it was time. <laughs> uh, we have two little boys, and there's a big uh, kind of a big pain point, I guess, in our life that was that was really kind of detracting from it. Um, is it okay if I kind of share my story with you a little bit? Oh man, Sean, heck yeah, love it. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. Um, this starts, you know, way back when and probably just growing up uh, my whole life. 
I was taught and trained just like everybody else, you know, to go to school, to get good grades, go to college, graduate, you know, get a good job, whatever yeah. that is, and save money for 40 years. And then you can retire and have fun. Yeah. And, and long story short, you know, I got to the point where I was working for a job that I hated for a company that didn't care about me and be $98,000 in debt with no realistic way of being able to about it. And so that was kind of definitely the, the low point for me where Haley and I have just felt stuck, trapped, and just unable to figure out a plan to be able to get out. And then so isn't that crazy? And I want to point that out because as you guys are listening to this, every one of us has unique values, unique dreams, something that drives us a passion inside of us. And I don't know when this happens, but at some point, a lot of us, we tend to stuff those dreams down or put them up on a shelf. And, you know, we, we go into the world and we say, okay, look, we've got to do what we've got to do. We've got to, it's a noble pursuit to have a job, to earn money, to create value, to put food on the table, to take care of your family. But at what sacrifice sometimes, right? And so no matter where you guys are listening to this, Sean's story, man, I'm resonating with it right there because I think so many of us find ourselves stuck simply because our actions, our time is not aligned with the values that we hold. And oftentimes what's wedged in the middle there is money, right? It's this stress around money. So Sean, thank you for sharing that. Keep going, man. Yeah. So I'll, I'll even go even further as far as I'll tell you a time uh, in our lives where Haley and I actually lived in a horse barn. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know this about your story. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, not a proverbial barn, but an, an actual barn. We did this because uh, we were both in grad school, uh, you know, newly married, and we were about as poor as possibly could be. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, Ryan, I'll, I've got pictures that I'll, I'll share to you one of these days, but um, the funny thing about it is the floor actually, it wasn't level. And so one side of the barn would actually slope towards the wall, towards the other side of the wall, right? Because it wasn't meant to be, and it was Lincoln. a converted. It yeah. was a barn. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it was converted into this little you know, studio apartment. But um, the funny thing is, is it actually sloped to the end. And we actually, um, in the bedroom is, is where the bed was. And we actually had to sleep with our heads uh, in the middle of the bedroom and our feet towards the to the course, the wall, because we would wake up with like headaches because all this blood would just rush to our heads. Down oh my gosh. So, so, um, I can, I can relate about that and just, you know, the whole, this was during college. And of course it was, well, we got to try to save money and you've got to try to do everything. And immediately after college, um, I got a job as a supervisor at a manufacturing facility. And uh, I was a supervisor at a facility that ran, uh, 24 hours a day seven days a week. Mm. And so this meant that I was required to come in in all hours of the day, all days of the week. And so, you know, one week I would have to work uh, the day shift. And then the following two weeks, I'd have to work swing shift. Oh, man. And, you know, you know for, for a month at a time, I'd have to go work graveyard for a while, you know, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. And so, and it never stopped. And it was because the, the work never stopped. And so my body was just so out of whack with sleep I was just constantly fatigued. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, and then one day, I remember it was just kind of my breaking point. And um, it was actually February 20th. I have it circled on my calendar. Dang. All right. I like it. So what, 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 what caused you to go over the edge? If not being sleep deprived and sleeping right. in the middle of a barn, what, what, yep. what was the thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, 
so yeah, I, I remember I, I, at, up at this, this point, I'd been working for about a year. Um, and then my boss asked me to come in at 4 a.m. on a Monday morning. It's February 20th. And I remember, you know, I live up in the Seattle area, so it was cold, it was wet, rainy, and it was dark. And I had to get up at like 2.30 in the morning, right? And I, of course, I can't sleep and I have no, no energy. And so I kind of go to work. And the reason I had to do this is because I had to dole out some disciplinary action that the, the boss didn't want to do. So he, he gave it to me. <laughs> and so uh, I came in. Honestly, I don't even remember um, what I had to discipline these employees for. But uh, long story short, they immediately got defensive. And they just started verbally assaulting. And this this verbal assault and this berating probably went on for a couple minutes. But, you know, in my mind, it felt like a couple hours. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. Like, I'd never been confronted like this. And so I just kind of froze, just kind of taking all the all the hurling and everything that kind of that kind of came my way. And so I remember when they kind of lost their steam and I, I just didn't know what to do. I started kind of walking back towards my cubicle on the other side of the building, just completely broken. And I ended up actually locking myself in the bathroom stall in our, in our restroom, just trying to figure out how everything in my life had just gone wrong. Like I felt the absolute lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I was working a job that I didn't like, uh, with people that didn't like me, with a company that didn't care about me, and in so much debt, I couldn't even leave it. And so just this trap, I, I just realized, you know, that was the day that I, that I had to decide just to burn the ships. I had to figure out a way to get out of the trap that I was in. John, yeah. man, that's powerful. I, I appreciate you sharing that depth of your story because uh, I think that a lot of what is required in cash flow tactics, it's not that what we do is difficult, right? I mean, yes, it's different, but it's not terribly difficult. But because it is so different from the mainstream, because it isn't, hey, go to school, get your money, your, your job, put your money in a 401k and just wait. Because it is so different, it requires everyone to confront whatever their why is and whatever wall is standing in the way of that why and find a deep commitment to it. Yep. Uh, because without that commitment, the second things start to you know, present challenges that's when we see people fall off. That's when we see people say, well, maybe I don't want to be free. Maybe this is a little bit crazier than I thought it was. Maybe yep. I'm, I should just go back to safe and secure. So Sean, you found your why. Yep. You then, you know, that, that opens up your, your conscious and your subconscious mind to start looking for solutions, right? To start seeing yeah. things that you might not have seen before because you weren't attuned to what that why is and having a commitment to find a way out. Yep. Um, so you came into Cashflow Tactics right? You had a game plan. You watched, you know, you heard a webinar, you watched the academy, you had a game plan. What did those initial steps of clarity do for you inside of this new commitment of achieving financial freedom? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ryan, it, it really just gave me so much clarity and just so much focus. And, and with that, I can honestly say that like, you know, in today's day and age with everything going on, I'm honestly able to drown out the noise of the world. Mm. As far as you know, what the stock market's doing, uh, you know who's getting elected as president, which Fortune 500 companies are filing for bankruptcy, you know, <laughs> so on and so forth. Because yeah. to me, it doesn't matter anymore. It really doesn't. Um, you know, the focus and the power of a game plan uh, it puts you in control. And you know, once you're able to kind of shift, like you always say, you know, your mindset from from scarcity 
into one of abundance, you're no longer worried about just the things that are kind of outside your control. So, so much, so much power and just so much focus is really what I've been able to gain. Love that. And, and I want to ask you a question that, that I, I probably didn't share with you before. You know, I think a lot of people come into the, the game of cash flow tactics and there's a person within a couple that is usually feeling the pressure. They're feeling the stress. They're at the breaking point. And sometimes the other spouse is at the same point with them, sometimes not. Right. And, and I think you were at the breaking point. Yep. You saw, you know, a, a maybe a potentially a way out or a way to do something different. Yep. How did you take that back to Haley and how did you two get aligned together to start making some massive shifts in, inside of your financial strategy? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like you said, um, you know, the massive, the pain point and the why for me was just as crystal clear as it needed to be. And I was, as soon as I found, you know, cash flow tactics and just the community, I was immediately just, you know, thrust into action. <laughs> um, my wife didn't quite have that same pain or that same kind of uh, why behind her, but she, I, I had the, the support. Uh, you know, so I support you. I trust what you're going to do. But to me, that it was okay, but it was also kind of a little daunting at the same time. Um, you know, with my wife saying, I, I trust you, go ahead and do, go ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it that almost, puts a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, exactly. It puts all the burden on me. Um, and so it, although it was a good place to start, it, it definitely wasn't where I wanted to end. And so I thought, you know, just over the, over the next 12 months or so, I'm just going to kind of really be committed to the process and just this focus, this intense focus on what we're doing and, and kind of let the results speak for themselves. Right. Mm. And, and, you know, wouldn't you know <laughs> about an, uh, about a year later, you know, we fast forward in time, we've got, you know, 10 properties uh, over the course of a year. And, and now my wife is fully on board and she's fully committed to the same vision and the same dream that I have. So. I love that, man. I love that. I want to go a little bit deeper into fast, that, that fast forward moment, because yeah. that's the crazy part, Sean you know, you found such a level of commitment, you found such a deep why, and you were so connected to that why that you were willing and, and, and able to take massive action. And, you know, I remember I'm looking at your first game plan right here, and your first game plan called for you to A, well, reorganize your money a little bit, right? Take money from what wasn't working and put it to things that were working, but it called for you to set up a vault. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you stretched yourself by five to six cash flowing properties in the first year, and I'm talking about maybe if you stretch yourself, Right, so you had that game plan, yep. delivered that game plan to you, and over the next almost, I mean, ten months, really, if if I if I recall correctly, yep. you went from having a vault to having ten, closed ten properties, yep. making a trip out to, and I've got a picture of you and Haley out in front of your first property out in Memphis. Yep. Like yep. how how did you find that that tenacity, that drive to go that quickly? Yeah, honestly, you just have to be able to have a why that's powerful enough. And a future and a vision that can that can motivate you and drive you to where you want to go. And you know, for me, just kind of sharing my story, uh, my why, my two whys. You know, first the adoption that we just wanted to be able to do so badly, and then second, just being so stuck and so trapped. I think that there's enough pain points there to be able to, to move you forward, yeah, or at least to get you started. And then you do have to be able to to see a vision or a future, be able to just envision. You know, what would your life look like? What would it feel like? What would you be able to do? What are some of the things that you want to be able to accomplish in life when money is no longer an issue, right? And that's kind of the biggest thing that we realize. It's like, man, we have these big dreams of, you know, going to Columbia and starting these little coffee shops and helping people and 
in trafficked areas and this and that. But it's like, yeah, all that would be great. But how would you even try to do that? You know, I'm sitting in a cubicle and I'm, I'm, I'm working away and you're doing this. We've got bills to pay. So once you can kind of imagine and see a process that works and it delivers what, you, what you're looking for, right? Which is um, being able to kind of divide, uh, you know, the time that I work for the dollars that I earn. Once you're able to kind of diverge that. And then for me, it was that very first property in November. Uh, the one that we flew out and saw in Memphis, that was really kind of the proof of concept for me. And um, I actually have my first check that I received <laughs> from the property management company. I have it up here on my uh, on my wall. I got it laminated and I, and I keep it right there. It's just kind of motivation. But once you know that it works, right, that was my proof of concept. It's like, okay, there's actually money that is being sent to me that I didn't physically have to go to the office and work for. So it's like, once you, once you figure that out and you have that process, you know, it works. It's just, why wouldn't you want to go do it again and again and again? And then why wouldn't you want to just do it as fast as you possibly could? <laughs> so I really just started going as fast as I possibly could, just using the process that, that, it, that had been set up. Man, Sean, I love, love, love that. Honestly, one of the biggest regrets I have in my game plan, I wish I would have done what you did and laminate that first check because that is, it's kind of a, a new paradigm. It's a new paradigm to realize and understand that you can have money coming in independent of you trading time for that money, right? And in the beginning, yes, you trade some time to get familiar with the strategy and put that strategy to work and understand how to do it effectively. But over time, right, that, that proof of concept, that cash flow continues to roll in whether or not you inject time, effort, and energy into it or not. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I've found successful in my game plan, now hearing it in your game plan, and in all the people that I've seen having long-term success inside of Cashflow Tactics, is they have these ways to remind themselves, these little, these little triggers to help, you know, bring back their attention and their awareness to what is working. Because guys, if you're listening to this or watching this, I think one of the greatest resources that's, that we have as humans is our attention. Absolutely. And today we are constantly bombarded and constantly attacked to pull our attention in all kinds of different ways from work to politics, to stock market, to whatever it might be. And some of the, those things, yeah, they're worthy utilizations of our attention. But Sean, when you have a crystal clear vision, yep. you can see a future for you and Haley and your family, and you can almost feel that reality as you step into it mentally that then gives your attention something to focus on. And when your attention has something to focus on, you can look at where you're at today, the vision that you want to make a reality, and you can start using your attention to pull those two points in time together rather than making that, that dream just a literally a dream. And I love that you set up these visual cues to remind you how to keep your attention focused right. on the things that you want. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And as going on that too, I don't know if you can see behind me, this board back there yes. is, is also my why. Yes. I've got, you know, I've got a picture of all my properties, all the all the rental properties, but I want it to be more than just that. And so what I did is I actually kind of blocked a couple of them because I want first my, my family to be there first. I have a picture of my family over there. Then I have some artwork and some things, you know, from the boys. Because that's really, again, it's like I didn't want to become fully just obsessed with just trying to capture, you know, properties and establish vaults and everything going on. If I lost everything in between, right. Yeah. Was, you know, and if I was coming home, you know, after working 
who knows how long and just doing everything that I could. But all of a sudden, I don't get time with my family and my kids don't know who I am anymore <laughs> because yeah. I'm so gone. You know, what's the point? And so um, being able to have that balance, I think, is, is huge. I love that, Sean. I love that. And, and, you know, I think that's a constant, again, a constant reminder is how do you balance living a life that you love by st- and also staying on track for the goals that you have. And one of the things that, that I've found, and I'd, I'd be curious on this for you, Sean, is, you know, the game plan is built with targets, right? It's a target of, hey, what's the one thing that if I do that thing, it's going to make everything else easier or potentially even unnecessary. And if you just, if we can focus and narrow our attention down to that one thing, it allows us to move faster and it allows us to build momentum. And one of the things that inside of my own game plan I've, I've enjoyed doing over the years is having a target and then a celebration, a target and then a celebration. And that way, you know, it's constantly validating the work, the effort and the focus that you're putting in because you're celebrating it. Sometimes it might be going on a little trip with the, the family, maybe going out on a nice date with the, the, the wife or the husband or whoever it is. You know, maybe it's one of my, one of my celebrations was I wanted to buy myself a bike, right? And, you know, rather than just going out and buying it, I attached a, a sacrifice or a um, really a target to it. So it meant more to me, right? I, I earned that bike. I, I had accomplished that bike. So I love, love that. How, how, do you, how do you do that inside of your game plan? How do you balance the future with the present? Yep. Yeah. Kind of the same that you were going to talk about. Yeah. Haley and I get together actually every, every three months or every quarter and we, and we set out, okay, what, what do we want to accomplish? Or if we had a, a crystal ball or whatever, right. And, and we could, we could have everything and everything that we wanted to happen would just happen. What would it be? So we kind of brainstorm, you know, in different areas, uh, our financial lives, our spiritual lives, just the uh, relationships that we have with one another. And we kind of set these targets. And, and then we also said, okay, well, how, how do we want to celebrate those wins? Right? Because that, that is really, like you said, if you, if you attach some sort of a reward or some sort of a celebration to it, one, it makes you want to work harder towards those goals. And it allows you, I think, to be able to kind of, you know, put your head down for a while and actually, you know, get, you know, get down to business and get to work. Yeah. <laughs> but what it also allows you to do is be able to, you know, at a very regular, almost prescribed basis, be able to kind of, okay, come up, you know, get a nice deep breath, be able to reflect on, oh my gosh, you know, look at what we actually accomplished over this last period of time, really be able to look at it, celebrate. And, and then with that renewed, that dopamine hit, I guess, of, of success, <laughs> you're able to kind of re-energize yourself and, and keep going. Heck so. yeah. Heck yeah. I love that. And guys, as you're listening to this, I mean, I think one of the things that, that can build a marriage, a relationship is dreaming together, right? You know, and I, man, at least I found this for, for my early on in my marriage, you know, when we were dating, we had all these big dreams, right? It was so fun to go on, on, a, on dates, you know, leading up to us getting married and talking about, oh, how many kids do you want to live? Where do you want to, you know, what kind of house do you want to live in? Where do you want to travel? What would you do? You know, having all these big dreams, but then, you know, a lot like happens to so many people, you get stuck in the monotony of life, right? And it's, wake up, go to work, earn a paycheck, pay off debt, repeat the process, da, 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 da. And it's easy to lose track of those dreams and it's easy to stop dreaming with your spouse. So I love that you and Haley stay consistent and focused on what are our individual dreams and what are our combined dreams and then how do we step back into the conversation of money and use money as a tool to build and live it up. Sean, you're, you're just such a good example of that. I love that. So let me ask you this with some perspective. You've now been in the game 
inside of your own game plan for about 16 months, give or take, right? And what you've accomplished in the first 16 months is fantastic. I mean, according to your first game plan, you're, I mean, practically 70%, you know, 60, 70% of the way to your ultimate target of foundational freedom. If you could walk back in time and talk to Sean of 2019 and do something differently, what would you have done differently inside of this last 18 months? Yeah. Honestly, the only thing I really wish I would have done is I wish I could have started earlier. <laughs> I really, <laughs> about five, 10 years ago, I just think about like, once I start projecting forward, I look at like, man, what would my life look like in five years, in 10 years or whatever? And I'm thinking, man, if I had, you know, five more years of time to be able to do the exact same thing again, um, honestly, I, I probably wouldn't change anything. Um, just with how everything went, I, I, I'm so happy. Like I said, we're just, we're, we're so blessed. And the biggest wins, obviously, other than, you know, all the properties and just being able to just, you know, supercharge our game plan, it's been everything else other than the real estate, right? So throughout this, this whole process, I've really learned, you know, to become a better father and a better husband. I'm now in, in better physical shape. <laughs> I exercise more. Uh, I eat better. And, and I feel confident, right? And I think it's the whole, the, one of the big, biggest takeaways for me is just being empowered, right? And just saying, I'm in control. I'm probably going to butcher that, the Invictus thing, but it's I'm master of my own fate, captain of my own soul. Or yes. Somewhere along. And it's like, once you can, you know, regardless of where you are and where you start, once you can really say that, commit to it and say, okay, I have control over changing the destiny of my family, right? And, and the legacy that I leave behind, you know, towards my family. Man, I love that, Sean. And I, I just like you, I believe so much, like it's easy to try to compartment your life, right? I mean, I'll put my relationships over here, my career over here, my money over here, but they all intertwine and they all flow together. And when you're on point physically, right? It allows you to be more productive professionally. It allows you to be more aware and awake inside of your financial plan. And when you're connected inside of your family with your relationships, you have a reason for using money as a tool. I mean, it just, it, everything fuels everything. So I love that. Now, Sean, here's a couple of questions for you to wrap up this interview. What I have for you is, what was your biggest breakthrough, financial breakthrough since coming into Cashflow Tactics? And you've kind of alluded to it a couple of times, but for you, if you look back and say, look, this has been my biggest epiphany or breakthrough. What was that for you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it definitely the system that I've been able to create, I think. Uh, and that's also why uh, I was able to, to use the speed at which I was able to go, right? And so um, I've read the books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and you know, the four-hour work week and all those that, that really talk about passive income, right? And assets over liabilities. And mentally, like I, I understood it, but I, I didn't know what, to do or how to do it, right? And so um, once I could get, you know, get plugged into the community and, and get my game plan going, obviously the first property, uh, you know, we flew out there and I just remember kind of the stress of just analyzing the first property and yeah. talking to the property management companies, getting on the phone with the lending companies, you know, the whole pre-approval for the vaults and, uh, you know, pulling the trigger on the first home. And I remember, you know, it, it took a little bit of stress and it took a little bit of energy, right? Because you're kind of going away from what everyone else is doing, right? But like I said, uh, once we're able to close on that first property and then receive that rent check, you know, a couple months later, I realized that the system works, right? Um, and once you have a proof of concept that something works, 
and you've, you've been able to validate this system or this process that you've put in place, it was just, why not just do it again and again? And, you know, using the same formula, the same property managers, the same lending companies, the same everything that was already established and the relationships that I've already built, keep using them, right? And do it over and over and over again. So that was huge for me. Love that. And that's, that's kind of the, the power of the compounding effect, right? And, and people talk about compound as, as a money effect, but it's also compound of awareness of knowledge of capability right and the first time it took a lot of time effort and attention to figure it out i mean you had to fly from you know seattle to to tennessee and meet with people face to face and do the things but the second time right you did you fly back out and look at you know do all those same things over no no you're able to realize that compounding effect and I, i really believe that's what builds momentum you know i was i can't remember where i heard this it was i was listening to a podcast or maybe even reading a book and it was talking about warren buffett's right and Everyone likes to talk about Warren Buffett as, you know, super successful, and he is. But the interesting thing about Warren Buffett, that dude's been investing for now almost 60 years. Okay, so take this into consideration, 60 years. 90% of his investment success has come in the last 10 years. 90% of who the Oracle of Omaha is, the success that he's had, the wealth that he's created has come in the last 10 years. And why is that? Did Warren Buffett, did he magically turn over a new leaf and become this amazing investor? No, it was because of the compounding effect. Small, consistent, focused actions on a daily repeated basis compounded over 60 years because the compound effect, it literally is that hockey stick, right? I mean, in the beginning, the effects of the compounding curve are very, very small. You don't feel them. And that's when most people stop. They don't see an immediate change in their finances, in their life, in their results. And so they stop, right? And they go on to the next thing. But if you stay consistent, the, the, the compounding effect gets to get, you know, begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger until it's, it's unstoppable. It's this rolling snowball that, excuse me, that you can't stop. So, Sean, I love that. Um, you've given us a really good definition of what financial freedom means to you. So I want to ask you one final question, Sean. I, I, I guess before, any words of wisdom for anyone listening? I know you're, we're broadcasting this in our live Facebook group. So lots of people in this group have heard the message and may or may not have taken any action. Any yeah. words of wisdom for those people out there listening? Yeah, for me, I, the, the two biggest things uh, is, is, is your why. You just have to be so crystal clear on, on why you want financial freedom. Why, uh, like you said, it does take work, right? Um, and in fact, it takes a lot of work at the beginning. But like you said, instead of wanting to give up or quit or anything else, you just have to be so crystal clear on what matters to you, um, the vision of, of what you want, and, and just be committed to the process of just putting in the work day after day. Um, you know, just small wins compounded over time uh, are going to get you there. Small wins compounded over time. I love that, Sean. Okay, so final question I have for you, Sean. You know, when we, when we sat down to create the message of Cashflow Tactics, you know, prior to Cashflow Tactics, we had always talked to people about investing, right, and money. And, you know, nothing that we teach has changed. The way we've presented it has changed drastically. Yeah. But we would lead with money. We would lead with investing. And, you know, we decided to not do that when we launched Cashflow Tactics and actually lead with a very simple yet profound message. Rise up, live free. When you hear rise up, live free, what does that mean for you and Haley? Yeah, like you said, just taking control of my life and in our lives uh, in every aspect, 
living with purpose, and then just being able to leave a legacy to those people around us, just to create a life that that is really worth living and, and just being able to serve uh, when and where we please. Love that, Sean. Well, I have to tell you, Sean, it is an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you in the community, yeah. to watch the life that you're living, uh, the people that you're impacting, the family that you're leading and creating. So, so honored to have you on this podcast with us today. So thank you, Sean, for coming in. And guys, you've heard it. You've heard the vision. You've heard the mission. Reach deep down inside of you and, and get committed to your why. What is the life that you want to live? What would that look like? What would it feel like and what would it be like? And then step back into the conversation of money and life. What's holding you back? What is holding you back? If it's money, it is time to literally rise up. It is time, just like Sean said, to take control. No one is coming to serve you up the life that you want on a silver platter. You must create it. In fact, your freedom requires your stewardship. So with that in mind, Sean, thank you again for joining us today. Well, and for yeah. all you out there, I look forward to watching your journey as you rise up and live free. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.